relationships I go through And I gave it all away Just so I could say that But I know, I know, I know, I know That you're gonna be okay Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Just Another White Guys Podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along with us for the ride once again in studio with me. It is Sunday night. That means it can only be one person. And Nikki Jones. Well, hello. Welcome back to the program. Thanks. Happy to be here. Are you excited? It's been such an eventful week that we have so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's been we really took amazing. Day, we really took day of rest to a new level of uh, laziness today. Yeah, we're good at killing a day. It's, it, that's like our special gift. I, I honestly can't believe how much we slept today. I know, and like I've, well, I mean, I don't feel like I could sleep right now, but I, I don't think I'll have a hard time sleeping tonight. That could be the pile of carbs we just crushed <laughs> with uh, some delicious pizza. I think those, I was kind of still in recovery from last weekend and, um, you know, making my life hell, trying to finish up two classes in two and a half days, and I didn't really ever catch up this week on sleep, and so I think maybe that was part of it for me. I was just very, very sleepy. I have a great joke, but I'm not sure you want me to talk about your grades on the air. That's fine. C's get degrees, bitches. <laughs> oh, it's funny every time. Oh, I know. And what's what's funny is that those C's are probably gifts. I probably deserve D's, but thank God they gave me C's. <laughs> hey, we'll take them. So you finished up. You've uh, you had a week off of school. Yes. And, Start uh, tomorrow. When you get right back into that grind. Which should be interesting. Yeah, you'll just kind of start get going, and then uh, we're getting we're heading out of town for a couple weeks. I'm sure you'll stay on top of your studies as you're known to do. Well, my class is Intro to Business Statistics, so I mean, with a topic like that, how can you not just you know? I mean, that's a barn burner. Nikki, this is a family show. Why are you talking dirty and giving me a boner? What are you talking I'm about? I was so excited to start Intro it. to Statistics, <laughs> Business Ethics. Did I do that joke last time? I think I did. I don't remember. Anyway, I don't really listen when you talk. That's hurtful. Do, do you listen to, why do the podcast at all? Uh, sometimes. Did you listen to last week's episode? Because not many people have. I for, Honestly, it's been so busy at work, I forgot. You're, I have to go in and do it. This week, I will. Pe- people don't. I, I, wonder, I, I wonder if I've lost some of my audience since well, we took like a six-month break from doing <laughs> these shows. It seems like... We'll build it up again. Ain't no thing. They haven't. They didn't. They didn't. I didn't really keep my following, and, and I apologize. We're, I swear, I really want to do these more often. I'm just I'm really lazy. Well, and we got some technology shit figured out now, That's and, right. and we're getting it. It'll work. We're getting it. We're getting it together. And not that I don't love having you in studio, but you are the backup guest tonight. So <laughs> thanks. If, if you're not fully prepared. Everyone understand. She didn't know this was happening until about 45 minutes ago. So we just make the best of it. You can listen to us. I'm sure the, the 15 people that will listen to this episode, they'll you know love every minute of it. And don't forget, I mean, we have Buster Brown in the hey, Jog Pod studio tonight as well. Buster Brown. Come here, pal. Can you go lay with mom? I can't really pet you right now. So uh, we had a fun weekend. Uh, well, I mean, we had a fun Saturday. Actually, today's been fun, too. I... I I love a good 15 hours of sleep day. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we did what, get up and watch the fights and then right. go back to sleep. What time What time did we go to bed last night? Oh, I don't know. We maybe made it to midnight, maybe. Yeah. And then we slept until 7. Yes. 30. Watched two hours of fighting and then went back to and sleep. And I kind of slept a little bit through some of the fighting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not through Rondo's 30 seconds of fight, but I, I mean. I will say, I will say, though, that this last week, the last four days I had at work were some of the most stressful days that I've had uh, at work in a long time. And I think it finally just caught up to me, and I was ready to shut her down and just do some sleep. We had a fun night. We went and uh, hung out with some friends last night and uh, played uh, cards with cards against humanity. Always a good time. Is, I can't believe that I haven't played that game before a few months ago because that's a game that is right up my alley. Yeah. Because, I mean, it can be gross and hilarious and inappropriate, which is kind of all the things that you love. It, it is very much the case. I was I was dominating to begin the game, and then I was caught from behind and lost by one card. It's crushing. It is crushing. I lost to a fucking girl again. Yo. What? What's the problem with losing to a girl? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, talking about girls fighting, let's talk about Ronda Rousey <laughs> last night. Let me, nice transition. Let me Smooth. get away from that as quickly as possible. Yeah. I'm feeling all very. I'm very Are you woman empowered and feminist right now. So woman watch your, your roar right watch now? your shit. Okay. 
So, Ronda Rousey last night. Seriously. Against Batch Cohea. UFC 190. If you didn't see it, you don't know what happened. Uh, Ronda Rousey is, man or woman, maybe the most dominant athlete on the planet Earth right now. Yeah. She is. I mean, with without a doubt. I mean, who else? Who else can? I mean, she has she had a fight that's. When's the last time she had a fight that lasted over a minute? Misha Tate. Well, the first, um, the Sarah McMahon fight, I think, went one oh six. Yeah, but wasn't close at all. Um, every the her last four fights have been sixty six seconds or less. Because here's what happened: is she came into the UFC. And has for a long time she well I mean she's undefeated in the UFC so I mean she's been better than her competition from the beginning and she just keeps getting better and they are not improving at the rate that she's improving like nobody can keep up to her. Bech Kohea, um she certainly seemed like she was talking like she thought that she could do what I think. I think she tried to talk herself into believing that she was on the level that that she could beat Ronda Rousey. And I can't think of a person that I would want mad at me and go into an athletic competition than Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Because, and she said it in the countdown special, that she is fortunate that she is in a business where she can take care of people that piss her off. Because... Besh Kohea made mention of, you know, made an offhand remark about, oh, when I beat Ronda Rousey, I hope that she doesn't kill herself. And joking about that is fucked up enough. But on top of the fact that Ronda Rousey's father committed suicide. And it's known. Right. And it's not. It, Dana White came out in the press conference last night and basically said that there was no doubt that she knew, that Beth, Besh Kohea knew that when she said that. Absolutely. And so. You, I mean, you might as well just sign your own death warrant. Like, Ronda Rousey will fucking destroy you. She's going in. If she signs her name on the dotted line to come in and fight you, she's going in there to destroy you, even if she doesn't doesn't dislike you. Because that's what she's going in to do. She's going in to break an arm or knock somebody out and, and move on. And it's not from a place of, oh, I hate you. It's This is what we do. Right. And well, you're already doing that. And then on top of that, you then disrespect her. Yeah. Who, and Ronda Rousey is a person that I think disrespecting her is is probably one of the worst things that you can do. Yeah. Well, and like the thing that I think of with like it's easy to look at Ronda. She's gorgeous. She's had all these opportunities outside of MMA. Like she's been in movies and whatever. And like it's easy to look at her and think she's a media I can understand from Betch's point of view how you would convince yourself that she's a media creation. She's not the real deal. Like, she's gotten lucky and whatever. Like, that's how you get yourself in the the frame of mind to be able to go in that ring with her and compete. You know, like, I get that. But it's one thing to say that before you're in the ring. And then, like, <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, she is the real deal. Like... I mean, she she makes these women she's fighting against look like novices, look like they've never trained MMA, look like they don't know jujitsu, they don't know Muay Thai, they don't know any of that stuff. And they go in with her and she just destroys them. Women who are at the top of their game, like these are no slouches. These are not like little, you know, I don't know, bags of wind that are going in there. Like these are real fighters and they look like they look like girls. Rhonda is a woman amongst girls. In the last week watching Rhonda get ready to go into this fight, she was at a level I have never seen her. She was at the peak of focus, the peak of I'm going to go out and destroy this woman. And this if she was going to have a time where it was going to be a letdown for her, you know, this year it, she's done the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Sports Illustrated has called her, you know, the most, I can't remember what it is, the best athlete on the planet or the most dominant athlete on the planet. Um, she's she the best won, fighter. She won two ESPYs. Uh, so, and she's done movies. You know, this would, this would be the perfect time where if this was going to catch up to her, that this would be the fight. Yeah, lots of distractions. And it was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. So I don't. 
I don't see that ever changing. Where, I think the only way Ronda loses is if Ronda decides not to prepare to go into a fight and and gets caught. I mean, anyone, everyone can get caught, right? Um, you know, there's always a puncher's chance. There's always that possibility, but I just don't ever see that. There's there's no there's no track record. There's no. There's nothing in her history that shows that she won't be ready to come in and fight yeah, every like, single time. I don't think she would step in the ring if she didn't feel like she could go through everything that she needed to do to prepare. I just don't like that's the Olympic level level athlete that she is. That's just her like she is all about preparation. She loves working out. She loves the process of it, obviously, because you don't improve dramatic. I mean, she has always been good. She and she, but she has so like she's obviously known for her armbar and whatever. But she has so progressed above and beyond the armbar. Like, I mean, there was no ground game in this fight. There, I mean, there wasn't time. Well, there hasn't been time. There hasn't been time in these fights even to get to an armbar. You know, I mean, she's just she just destroys these women. And so, like, I think. That's but that's her own like motivation. Her motivation isn't she doesn't she doesn't have an opponent to motivate herself. Her motivation is herself and bettering. Yeah, she's she's talked about how the only way that she sees that she can force herself in to this is to look beyond the fact that there's an opponent. She has to go in to the mindset of she's an underdog to finish her career undefeated. And that's her ultimate goal. She wants to walk away without having lost a fight. And that's what that's what her ultimate goal is. And so that's I, that's what she's fighting against. And every time we see her fight, she is improving. She is working so hard. If if you haven't if you have any interest in MMA at all or any interest in Ronda Rousey, I encourage you to go and search out the embedded videos that they did for the last week building up to this fight. Yeah. Not for the hype, but for the tra- watch Ronda Rousey train for this fight. Her Mitt work, working on her striking with with Edwin is just unbelievably impressive. Yeah. I mean, Mike Tyson sat in a training session and watched that and was impressed with how talented she looked. And if you got Mike Tyson saying that you're doing something good, that's pretty impressive. Uh, talk about reaction to last night. Uh, UFC 190 was the most mentioned thing on Twitter last night with 988,000 mentions. I'm not a huge proponent of trending on Twitter, meaning a ton, uh, but it did show that there was a presence. There were people that were engaged in conversation about this fight. A strong indicator for how well the show did on pay-per-view is how it trends on Google. Uh, Google searches since Thursday related to the show were 6.3 million Google searches uh, in relation to UFC 190, Ronda Rousey, and Bech Cohea. That is an incredibly high number of searches. Uh, last month for the Conor McGregor fight, uh, they did 1.3 million Google searches. That fight on pay-per-view did about a million buys. Uh, a normal UFC pay-per-view is about 200,000. Next month, the guy they have fighting, Demetrius Johnson, a fight for him, usually does about 50,000 Google searches. So we were talking 6.3 million. The Manny Pacquiao fight versus Mayweather uh, earlier this year and the Super Bowl each did about 10 million Google searches. So you're talking about... Like she's getting into that range. You're talking about a person, an event that is just below two of the hugest sporting events in this country for this last year. Yeah. So will that translate into that many people? You know, obviously it's not going to do 4 million pay-per-view buys. Will it do 1.2? Will it do just over 600? Remains to be seen. But Ronda Rousey is without a doubt a superstar. Yeah. And now the conversation is what's next for Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Because you got to think, I mean, at some point, I mean, there's nobody that's going to, there's nobody that's going to be much bigger competition than what she's faced already in the ring. Like not anybody that we've heard of so far. So, I mean, who is her next competition as far as MMA or does, when does she decide that she's done this enough and is ready to do something else? You know, I don't know. And of course the talk is still cyborg, right? That, that fight. She fights heavier though. Doesn't she? Yeah. She hasn't, she hasn't ever cut to one thirty five. I don't believe to try to fight. She 
walks around right now at about 175. So to cut to 135, that's a lot to ask. And it doesn't, I mean, and they've been talking about putting this fight together for three years, and Cyborg has shown no interest in trying to cut well, down. Would you? And <laughs> no. I mean, actually, I would because. You know how much money this fight, right? There's lots of money there because they keep it. It's something that continues to be talking about. Uh, Dana White in the post-fight press conference last night was asked about Rousey versus Cyborg. He said that he thought it would do 2.5 million buys on pay-per-view. The UFC record for buys on a pay-per-view is 1.7 million. So you're talking about almost a million buys more than the record for that fight. I don't know that that's. I don't know that this fight is ever going to happen. Uh, Ronda Rousey, when asked who she would rather fight uh, next, uh, Misha Tate or or Cyborg, she says, "I prefer the fight. Uh, I prefer to fight who makes weight and doesn't do drugs." So I uh, guess she's probably going to fight Misha next. Yeah. Well, and didn't Ronda say something about that um, Cyborg at one seventy is at one seventy five with drugs? So like, if she's not all steroided up, you know, she should be able to make one thirty five. Well, I don't. It's it's hard to say. Yeah. It, it's it's a matter of Cyborg deciding that she's willing to put in the work to get to that. Because when Cyborg fights, I mean, she fights at one forty five, right? Um, and I don't I don't think there is any interest in doing that as a catchweight fight. Dana well, wants to do that. I mean, it wants she wants it to be at one thirty five and for the fight for the belt and right. Well, and I think that's Ronda's prerogative. I mean, that's her weight. That's what she fights at. And she's the champ. And why should she? I mean, what besides money? What benefit is there for her to fight at anything other than one thirty-five? That's her weight. She fights at. It's not. That's what she's used to. That's what she trains for. Because then that's ten extra pounds that she's got to bulk up. I mean, you would think, right? I mean, I don't know, or just I don't know. Ronda Ronda definitely cuts right um, to make to one thirty-five. So. But you're always talking about anytime you're talking about cutting weight for a fight, that means that you're fighting someone who is, you know, ultimately ballooning up to, you know, 10 or 15 pounds heavier. So right. you're fighting 135, you know, you're probably more like 145 or 150. So they get to, if they go up to 140, if they do a catchweight fight, say at like 140, Cyborg's probably coming into the cage at 160. That's right. Even for Ronda Rousey, that's still a huge weight difference. Right. And that's not something I don't think any of them are interested in doing. Plus, why would you want to bend over backwards for a challenger and for someone right. who is a known user of performance-enhancing drugs and a person that has shown no real interest in making an effort to get down to the weight where they could both stand to make millions and millions of dollars? Right. This fight, that uh, this this last weekend, Ronda's going to make a ton of money on She's going to make a ton of money on her next fight. They're talking about, we talked about this last week, the possibility that they were going to do a stadium show in Dallas. Dana White in the post-fight press conference made mention of he is open to putting Ronda Rousey on a card with Conor McGregor and going and taking that show to AT&T Stadium. They've talked about the right time, the right place, the right time with the right card going and doing that stadium show. I have to think that if they're going to do it, that's the show that you do. You have your two biggest, most marketable stars, the two people that are going to go out and promote that fight the hardest and get and understand what has to be done to draw people in and make money doing a fight. Yeah. It's Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Conor's going to want to be able to say that he drew 85,000 or 90,000 people. Ronda's going to want to make sure that the most people possible are interested in her fight. And the cross... The cross I don't, not the cross promotion, the the cross section of people that you would get to watch that fight. All the people that you would get that want to watch Connor, most of those people are not the same people that are going to want to buy a Ronda Rousey fight. I think you and I fall into an interesting cross section of we want to watch both of them. But you have the older the older women's audience that's drawn to watch Ronda Rousey that probably wouldn't buy a Connor McGregor fight. The Irish fans and the European fans that are very into Conor McGregor and what he's at, all of that combined, I think breaks UFC records for pay-per-view buys and they can just take my money right now because I'll be there. Yeah. The only thing I would be concerned about is like, so it's the beginning of December, right? It should uh, It would be December 5th. So like doing an outdoor stadium show on December 5th, like. Yeah, but it's Dallas, Texas. It's a dome. 
It's Texas Stadium. It has a roof on it. Does it have a roof? I yes. thought it was open air. No. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I'll shut up then. No, no. The th- old Texas Stadium had a hole in it. Okay, I was thinking that the new one still was. No. It still had. It was still open air. No. Okay, well then, never mind. That'll be fine then. But yes, they will be taking our money. We will be going to that we, fight yeah. for sure. There is no doubt in my mind. We will be going down early so we can watch weigh-ins, and it will be amazing. <sighs> I like. I'm trying not to get excited about it because it's not. It hasn't been. It has. Official it's not yet, official but yet, but like one of the things though, ugh. the more they talk about it, the more that it seems like it has to happen because you can't keep talking and talking and talking about it, and then it. I feel like Dana wouldn't have mentioned it if it wasn't a very real possibility. Like absolutely, he would have shot it down if it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So it's maybe not officially for sure going to happen, but they are trying really hard to get it all together. And of course, um, Ronda's nickname is Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Um, and she came to use that name uh, because she was inspired by uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who tragically um, passed away on Friday. Um, 61 years old, uh, reportedly cardiac arrest in his sleep um, in Los Angeles. And got kid, if you're not a wrestling fan, don't start. Don't become a wrestling fan. It's how many you missed it. Well, like, not no, not so much that. But how many times have how many conversations have we had now about people that were huge parts of my childhood? I've talked about them dying. Yeah, at least he lived. I mean, sixty-two is not very old, but I mean, at least he wasn't like in his wrestling prime and whatever. And you know, yeah, there's been enough of those. Yeah, as it I, is. Know. I know. I know. Yeah. So Roddy Piper, sixty-one years old, passed away now. You have you posted something about um, on your Facebook page about how um, you had some memories of him when you were a kid and how much how much you hated him. Yeah, well, because like, I mean, as a, I mean, I watched wrestling when I was when I was a little kid, and I used to love Hulk Hogan was always my favorite, and I loved like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and um, and I loved Jake the Snake and like those kind of guys. And what I remember about Rowdy Roddy Piper is that well, he was such a spaz and like he'd flip out and like I remember like him making me laugh because he was so like he was such a spaz you know but like he was such a bad guy like he I just remember as a kid just thinking he was even though he would make me laugh because he was so comical with how spazzy he was like he was such a bad guy and he was so mean to Hulk Hogan and like and I've just you know thought Hulk Hogan was the best you know the I don't know. Like, I remember Hulk Hogan doing all those videos of, like, um, him showing you what he eats in the morning and, like, telling you to be healthy and doing all, you know, like, he was so, like, the John Cena, like, you know, all the little kids loved Hulk. And, like, all the, all of the kids hated Rowdy Roddy Piper because he was Hulk's enemy. And he was really, he was the consummate heel. Oh. The the weaselly, smarmy, Weasel is a great, guy. great word and for him. he... He does not get the credit that he deserves um, for WrestleMania one. That it doesn't come off like it like it does without Roddy talking that up and and the the conflict between Roddy and Mister T is what really drove that. And Hulk Hogan now they're probably not going to talk about how great he was as much as you know, he's been in the right. news with all the nonsense that he has done, but. So much of WrestleMania one was drawn by Roddy Piper talking people into the building and and he didn't he didn't get the credit that he deserves probably for for the impact that he had on on that show being a success and and that's really sad um I have so many Roddy Piper memories. What really bums me out is Roddy was a really big star in Portland, but I was just a little bit too young to to know that he was there in the early 80s so he'd have been there when i was four and five years old so obviously didn't get a chance to to watch any of that stuff um a a very strong presence in the pacific northwest i I believe that he um still had a house um outside of portland um where he and his family lived i know they lived out there for a really long time he was close with don owens who was the promoter in portland um i don't think that i ever saw roddy wrestle uh, in person, I was trying to remember if I had 
And I don't think so. Like, I know... We used to go to shows at, at the deck. It used to be called the deck, the Duluth Arena or whatever. I know we went to a few, and I don't think... I, I can't I can't recall that we ever saw him, which I'm bummed about. It would have been cool to get to see him live. And Roddy had a had a great career. Um, most people just know Roddy from from WWF WWE, mm-hmm. um, but he was huge in the Carolinas uh, for Jim Crockett Promotions. I mean, most of you listening probably couldn't care less about this, but wrestling is so much more than WWF. There was from from the '60s through. Um, through the the late 80s i mean every region in this country had a wrestling territory that was different guys um on tv and some of those territories you know greensboro north carolina they ran weekly shows and drew like seven hundred and seventy-five thousand people for 40 shows in one year that's like crazy the thousands and thousands of people that would show up weekly to see the same guys um it just Roddy was a huge part of that in the Carolinas and, and is a huge um, loss to uh, the wrestling business. He was a character. He, I mean, there's no, he did a lot of cocaine. He did a lot of steroids. I would imagine some of that may have caught up to him and, and led to his, his early demise, which, which is sad. Um, he did a lot of movies. Um, I don't think I've ever. Did he do a lot of movies? I think I only knew of the one that John Carpenter movie that he did. They live. Yeah, I saw that when I was a kid. I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie. It was pretty bad. He's done a bunch. (laughs) I think to say he's done a lot of movies. I think, but he did some. He did some. He's done. He's done a bit of movies and and um, you know a a really big impact on a lot of people. Uh, The press that this has gotten tremendous. Um, He he was they were. He was on the front page of the Boston Globe. Really? Yeah. So, hmm. uh, another wrestling tragedy. This is July was a bad month. Yeah. Um, so another another wrestling superstar gone. Uh, my friend Adam uh, sent me a text message. He was like, "The last of my childhood heroes is is gone because he doesn't care about Hogan. Like, he doesn't. But you know, Warrior's gone and Savage is gone and Dusty's gone and Piper's gone. It's just." It really bums me out, and I just, yeah. I don't know. Speaking of things that bum me out, let's talk about this uh, this Cease of the Lion thing. Uh, this fucking guy. Yeah. I, and first of all, I want to say this. To the people that say, oh, now all you people are up in arms about a lion. Why don't you get pissed off about all the other things? Is it not possible to be pissed off at multiple things at the same time? Right. How come you people don't care about the people that got shot at the military base? Just. Are you unable to be bothered by multiple things at the same time? Are you? Does your brain not work on a level where you can process frustrations about multiple issues at one time? Yeah. It's 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 not that you can only be mad at one thing or have one issue on your mind at at, at a time. It's so fucking frustrating. There are so many things that need to be discussed and need to be worked on. And we live in this society of, oh, this happened right now. I'm so mad. And now I'm moving on. And I'm guilty of that. I, that happens to me too. This is the thing I'm pissed off about right now. And this is the thing I want to yell about right now. <laughs> and if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. Like here's, I, I don't think anybody who knows me knows my, my love for animals. Like I'm very passionate about it. Um, we spend a decent amount of money. I mean, probably more so in the last couple of months, even supporting different animal rescues and, and different things. Cause it's, it's really important to me. Um, and we're not in a position to do our own work in that really right now. And so, um, that's what I can do right now. And so that's what we do. Um, here's, it's it's hard for me like to me it's not just killing a lion because one of the other things that i've seen people post is that um like people in zimbabwe are like like they're worrying about feeding themselves and they're worried about you know like it's it's beyond like they don't it's a bigger deal here in the u.s that this lion was killed than it is in zimbabwe that may be the case but here is the deal when 
it is today's colonialism. That is white privilege at its core. Like Africa is still our playground. It's still where we go to see big animals that we can't see anymore for the little bit of time that we maybe still have them. It's where assholes like that dentist go and shoot beautiful animals that are endangered that should never be hunted like they should be protected because we've almost hunted them to extinction like that's where you get to do all that stuff because it's just africa and so like that's where you get to go do it because we can't conquer there's we don't have colonialism anymore, really, where we're going and conquering these developing nations anymore. We do it in different ways. And that's one of the ways that we keep Africa where it is, is that we continue to marginalize them and continue to allow like this kind of bullshit to occur. And so it's not about whether people in Zimbabwe feel bad about, about Cecil the Lion or not. It has that really has no bearing on it. It's more that we as a country with more privilege, with more freedom and with more rights need to set our own standards on what what should be happening and like I don't know. Like I'm I've been all over the place on it this week and or when did we find out about that? Did that mm. Was that last weekend? No, it was like Wednesday, wasn't it? Wednesday, yeah. And then to know that the guy's from Minnesota, like... Like, it pissed me off enough when I thought the guy was from Spain. And then I found out it's a dentist from Minnesota. Like, Jimmy... Who is, who is the absolute epitome of a white male in Minnesota. His, like... I will say this, though. For a dentist, he had some pretty nice teeth. <laughs> well, like I would that guy, hope that he would. That guy, that guy had a heck of a smile. I think he had Baba Booey caps on or something because those <laughs> things were just a little bit too. He his teeth kind of looked like um, they weren't as big, but they looked like um, what's his name um, in the, something about Mary Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. They're just just a little bit too much, and and it's it's more than just this one guy. This yeah, hap- there this are, is an industry. There, there are there are fucking clubs of trophy hunters, and I just. I just think like the fifty dollars, the fifty thousand dollars that this guy had to put together to travel to buy the permits to do all this stuff. Like that's just there, for the permits. Isn't there something better that you could have done with that money? Right. Like to make the world a better fucking place than just like why? I, why is it that we have this? This what is this human need to go kill things? I don't. And- I don't understand. Why it is that we feel the need that we have to go and shoot things. One of the articles I read um, talked about trophy hunters and the way that they view their trophies. And because they would think of themselves as ultimate nature enthusiasts and appreciators. And it's their way of honoring the animal. Like, here's my deal. First of all, what is honorable about shooting something with an arrow, letting it suffer for 40 hours, then going and shooting it with a gun, beheading it, skinning it, and leaving it, leaving its carcass fucking lying there? Right. What about that is honoring the animal? Right. That is what I want them to explain to me. Exactly. Because to me, like, there is nothing about that that honors the animal. It it honors the hunter like it's the challenge of hunting this big game but i don't feel like there's that much of a challenge to it i mean they spotlighted him and shot him i mean that they lured him out of the park they and then they spotlighted him to blind him and then shot him like there's no skill there's no technique in that and there's no purpose and ultimately beyond just killing him it affects like ethically I've I've been doing a little bit more reading to try and understand some of this, and I'm not super clear on all of this. But hunters aren't supposed to kill lion male lions that have a pride because of the upset that it causes within the pride. So now, because like, the ripple effect that this is going to cause by killing Cecil, who is the head of the pride, is not just that Cecil is going to die because someone will ascend to become the leader of the pride and to encourage. 
the females to mate with the new leader of the pride, it's likely that that new leader will kill the six cubs of Cecil's that are currently alive. So not only have you killed Cecil, but now you've also probably killed six other lions of a species that there aren't that many left of. Right. It's it's a fucking criminal. Right. I don't care that there was a license for it. It's fucking criminal. And the other thing that I read is that there were lots of things about that hunt that if he really cared, if it was... Because, I mean, he says that he uh, he bought a license. So he did try to do it legally. But there were several things about that hunt that should have, to him, said, something doesn't seem like this is on the up and up. One, that the lion was obviously lured. Two, that they spotlighted the lion. Three, that they had to lure the lion in the first place because where he currently was was protected. Like, those were all things that should have, if... That dentist had any regard for the law, which it does not seem like he has much because he was already caught one time in Wisconsin killing a black bear in an area outside of the legal. He was like 30 miles. 40, he was he shot the bear 40 miles outside of the legal zone to kill them. And then, then moved they it. brought it back inside the zone and lied and said that they killed it within the zone. Right. So I don't know that he really cares that much about the legality of it, but... There were several red flags, like in the stuff that I was reading about it, that should have been, all of those things should have been things to him that if he truly cared, he would have said, I think I'm not okay with this. I want my money back. We're going to, I'll work with a different group or whatever. Like, not that he necessarily wouldn't have still killed a lion. He might have, he probably still would have done that. But I don't know. Like, it. and somehow I think John Oliver is probably going to talk about this on his show. I know. I'm tonight. very interested probably to see what he has to say. Probably you should go watch it because he's going to be 9,000 times smarter about this than we are. And that's perfectly fine. But I needed to talk about this because it pisses me off. One thing I was looking at while we were talking about this, you talked about how um, it's not – because it's not just lions. If, if you go and look at um, the black rhino population is down 97.6% since 1960. There are not that many black rhinos left on this planet. Lions, there's an 85% loss of historic range. So the the amount of land that they had to be on has been drastically reduced, which has reduced their numbers. There were 35,000 African lions killed last year. Like That just makes me sick. Why? Why do we need to kill fucking elephants? Like When we went to Wallarock... A couple weeks ago, yeah. and we walked in there, and that was that big elephant head on the wall. I was like, why? I don't understand that. Right. Here, Here's my thing. And if you, if you want to come at me with, oh, you need to worry about thinning out populations of animals and things like that. Granted, I will say that. And, and this is not a, oh, give me your guns and no hunting allowed. That's not, the, that's not what this is. But at some point, common sense needs to enter the fucking equation, and you need to figure out a way to deal with your small dick issues other than going and killing beautiful animals for the sport. What what about going and killing a lion is a sport? I, I don't understand it. I don't have a problem if you want to go and kill something that it, for the purpose of feeding yourself or using that to feed other people if someone goes out and goes on a bow hunt and shoots an elk and uses that to feed their family or they use that and donate it to someone else for you know they donate it to a food shelter or something like that or you know i love beef i eat food where animals are killed i don't have that much of a problem of animals that are raised for the purpose of food being killed i have a problem if it's done in an inhumane way I have a problem with people going and killing these animals that are endangered for the fucking sport of putting them on the wall and taking selfies and posting like, hey, look what I killed. That fucking chick that killed the giraffe that's smiling, I want to fucking punch her in the face. Or have a female punch her in the face because I'm a guy. I shouldn't punch a woman in the face. That's wrong. Someone should punch her in the face. You can punch her in the face. It's fucking horseshit. And these are all... There are a list of 50 things that we should stand up for. This is the one I'm yelling about right now. It doesn't mean that I don't care about other things. But this is the thing I'm pissed off about at the moment. And if you can't function on a multi-track wavelength where you can't be pissed off at more than one thing at the same time, I'm sorry. I have that capability. 
just because I'm talking about or posting on Twitter or on Facebook about this thing that's pissed off, pissing me off currently doesn't mean I'm not pissed about pissed off about something else right now. I'm pissed off about Hulk Hogan being a fucking moron, banging his friend's wife on a videotape and saying stupid racist, racist stuff and it coming out. I'm pissed off at Gawker for releasing the tape, getting him in trouble eight years after the fact. I think that's fucking stupid too. But the point of the matter is, he said those stupid racist things. He used the N-word like 17 times. He is a racist. He said, I am a racist. That makes him a fucking racist. And if you don't agree with that, I don't fucking care. Because it's not an opinion. It's a fucking fact. He said it. He's a racist. He doesn't get. He doesn't deserve to have his job. Just because... People are willing to pay you money. Doesn't mean that you get to keep your... If you're fucking stupid... I can't can't fucking tolerate this shit anymore. I'm tired of people getting passes for stupidity. You can have your opinion. That's fine. Everyone is entitled to opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. If you're on the record as being stupid, that's what it is. And like... The First Amendment does not guarantee your right of consequences of your free speech. It guarantees you that you will not have political persecution as because of your free speech. You will not be imprisoned because of your free speech. It does not it does the, not guarantee the first, your The First Amendment doesn't mean you get to do whatever the fuck you want and say whatever you want without consequence. No, it doesn't mean that. That's not if you go if I say something really stupid right now and I go on a rant about the oil industry or some sort of criminal thing and all this sort of stuff, I have the right to say that. If someone that I work for hears that and finds it libelous, I will get fucking fired. Right. That's the way the world works. Right. And if if you don't understand that basic level of how things work, I'm sorry. Pick up a fucking book. It's it's it, there's it's time for it's time to be done with being apathetic about the um I don't understand why it's become cool to make fun of smart people. Why do we want to be the lowest common denominator? Why do we why are we okay with putting stupid people on pedestals and being like this is who we want to aspire to? I don't understand. Everyone wants to talk about America, we're the greatest country in the world. At what? What are we so great about? What what do we lead the world in? Other than fat people. And yes, I'm at the top of the list. I am incredibly fat. And that's my own problem. Because I am gluttonous. Because I live in a world where I can be that because we have access to so many things. That doesn't make it right. What what are we so great? Fucking Donald Trump wears that hat that says "Make America Great Again." Why is it all the motherfuckers that want to make America great again are so busy telling us about everything that's wrong with America, and are causing the fucking problems to begin with? He hates Mexican people. He hates women, and he's leading the goddamn GOP poll for president. How is this fucking right? Yeah, I don't understand it. Everyone thinks he's the great. I read someone who said. I, I seriously swear to God, I read a comment that said Donald Trump will be great for this world because he knows how to run a fucking business. The motherfucker has gone bankrupt seven times. <laughs> Do you not know how to read? Uh, the fact that he is like, I remember the last time around when Donald Trump was running and I thought it was a joke then, but he was out of the conversation relatively quickly. But this time he is hanging around and I like if I were a Republican, I would be horrified. Like, how is this man taken seriously? Like he yes, he's gone. He has gone bankrupt seven times, but. And and I could be wrong. It may not be that many, but no, it's seven. Is it? It's seven. Okay. But. (laughs) But. Here's some some record, some artists go platinum seven times. What's that? Is that a Kid Rock song that I just quoted? I, I, don't I think know. I just quoted Kid Rock. God damn it! Sorry. Uh, I I'll, think I need to leave now. I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> but I don't know that I'm focused focused enough to on where I really I need to process things faster because I don't know that I can really fully say what all I I think about 
about Donald Trump. And actually, what I just think about um, a lot of the front runners in the Republican Party right now, like I'm not a Republican. I will never claim to be one. I don't we we don't match up on uh, pretty much anything. Very few things. But they all have a very like these are all I mean, let's not let's be real. These are all wealthy men. These are all like whether it's wealth that they have accumulated for themselves, like themselves or it's family wealth or whatever. Like none of these men are regular folks. And there's a real need in the Republican Party for people to present themselves as being regular folks, air quotes. And, you know, like we don't need one of those newfangled um, college educations because that's just, you know, that those are just the people who are arrogant and elitist and whatever. The Northeastern and liberal elites. Yeah. And in fairness, let's let's be fair. There's not a lot of poor people that are running for as Democrats. No. either. There's not there's there's no poor people running for office. No. And on any national level. No. They're just but, people that make a little less. But to portray for any of those guys to portray, portray themselves as if they're just a regular guy. I'm just an ah shucks old regular yeah, Joe. That is not what any of those guys are. And like I feel like and maybe I just have too much faith in people. I feel like if you t- present yourself as who you really are, as opposed to who you think people want you to be, that people are smart and that they will see, I don't know, like I, maybe it's just because nobody does it. So it must, it, I must be stupid, but like to put on this whole shtick, to put on this whole little dog and pony show about, you know, I don't know, like it just seems very you're pandering. You're not like, I don't want that in a leader. I don't want that to be my president. I don't want my president to pander to my every whim. Like, no, I want a group of people to go in, discuss issues, come to an agreement. And sometimes you have to give and take. There needs to be the ability to have a conversation. Yeah. There's not much conversation at each other to raise money. That, I, when we watched The Daily Show this week with Doris Kearns Goodwin, she said something that really resonated with me, and that's that we need to work to to get rid of, to, to repeal Citizens United. That is something that we all need to work on because the fact that money is, and corporations are allowed to be treated with equal weight as single individuals is the thing that is going to continue to destroy our political process and it will never change unless the billions of dollars that are spent on these elections are changed because these huge corporations on both sides this is not a democrat versus republican thing for me no this is on both sides this is a political machine billions of dollars from big businesses to get their issues dealt with as opposed to worrying about issues that affect everyone. And if you don't realize that, you are not paying attention. You need to go and understand these things. Don't just take what you get off of the news. I'm not, this is not, oh my God, you watch Fox News, you must be an idiot. That's not what this is. This is the same for if you watch CNN, MSNBC. You're only getting that perspective because all of the major media is owned by like six people. So regardless of which side you get it from, you're getting a biased opinion. And that's just the way it is. We are the only ones that have the power to change this. Our voice is our currency. We are the only people that can make those changes. And until that happens, we're going to continue to get, as you said, the dog and pony show. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You don't feel passionately about any of that, no, do you? No, no. I'm, I'm not a passionate person at yeah. all. So let's let's talk about a couple of more lighthearted things before we get out of here. Um, because, you know, after all those things about talking about what's important, let's talk about a few things that really aren't important. <laughs> God damn it. How amazing is Chris Pratt? I am. I have a, a, 
my man crush is is becoming larger and larger on this guy. Um, he is officially on my list, by the way. Good for him. <laughs> I'm sure he's I'm, very. I'm proud. sure he'll be happy to hear about that. <laughs> I believe you can uh, follow him at Pratt 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 on Twitter. I'm sure, he'd love to hear that, mm. that. That's what that he's made the list. I'm sure he would love it. Yeah, we, he's pretty awesome. We we are full full on deep binge watching uh on Parks and Rec right now, and. Parks and Rec combined with how amazing he was in um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic Park. I mean, yeah. talk about a guy who is kind of the it guy right now. And I think when we're on our trip, we'll listen to uh, the Nerdist interview that that he did. And you you might have you might love him. I mean, he might he may move him above Hemsworth. <laughs> that those are some fighting words right there. Because when so. you're talking about when you're talking about hotness. Plus, being a really nice guy, yeah, he may he may win out for you. I'm yeah. just saying. And how great is Parks and Rec? How the fuck Seriously. did we not watch this show before? I know our friend Hanson told us about it the whole time, and we never listened to him. Somehow, I think we said this last week. Yeah, maybe we did. And we so sorry if we're repeating it, but but it's so good. We don't really have that much to say anyway. We're not that talented at this yet. <laughs> it is a great show, though. Yeah, if you never watched it, you should be watching it because we should have we should have been watching it all along. Like it's so funny. That show should have been way bigger than it was. Even like I know that Hanson, it was on for a while. Hanson, I'm sorry that we didn't listen to you. Singing. I know we should have paid attention. You never steer us wrong. I don't know. Why I don't listen to you more I often. I think it's mostly because I think you're nuts. But <laughs> I'm just actually I'm just gonna say weird things about you because I'm not sure that you're even gonna listen to this. You tell me. I guess we'll find you out. Tell me. You tell me that you listen, but I don't know that I believe you. So. If you listen to this, you need to send me the secret word, Aziz. <laughs> that is the secret word. Aziz. I want to see a one word text from you that just says Aziz. And then I'll know that it's real. Because talk about all, all of the adorable things on that show. Aziz is at the top of the list. Yeah. The face that he makes in the, in the credits the it little makes cheese molly grin. The, it makes me laugh every time. It, <laughs> it reminds me of like a cheesy face that I would make. Yeah. And then all is right with the world. That was pretty good. We're deep into uh, we're deep into that right now. What else do we got going on? I don't know. I've been in recovery mode, so I've just. I had such a hard week at work. Yeah. It was like, I'm so tired. Somehow I'll have to muddle through these next three days where I don't have to work. Bastard. <laughs> and then work for three days and then it's vacation time. Oh, I'm so excited for a vacation. I need a vacation so badly. Are we excited that my birthday's coming up? Yes. It should be fun. What are you getting me for my birthday? Mumford and Son and Foo Fighters tickets. Oh, is that it? Yes. Oh. That's okay. what you're getting me for my birthday too, remember? Oh. That was anniversary, birthday, and Christmas. Oh. Oh. Shouldn't you like give me just a little present too? Mm. Just maybe a little something. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. You know how I like presents. It makes me happy. <laughs> so we have a little. Uh, we'll have a few people over this weekend. See if we can't uh, turn this bitch out. It, it. I mean, we set the bar so high last year for your birthday party that the last year's birthday party was an utter disappointment. <laughs> I can't lie. I, I think. Honestly, I think last year kind of soured me on my birthday a little bit. I'm, yeah. I'm a little sad about it now. It was, uh, it was pretty lame. Not really as excited about it anymore. Yeah. So I've decided I've invited all different people this year. <laughs> <laughs> so if any of you are listening to this and we're invited to the party last year, I'm not talking about you. It's all the other people. <laughs> all the people that aren't listening to this. <sighs> actually, the the people that actually were on the podcast last year... I think those they were, were fun. Those people were fun. It was everybody. Well, Misty, Misty always punks out and just leaves after an hour anyway. Yeah. She doesn't love me. You can't nail her down for more than, you know. Because she has so many other social engagements. She has to go home and be in bed at 10 o'clock. She's the oldest young person I know. I thought <laughs> I was old until I met her. <laughs> I love you. Okay. <sighs> so we'll talk about this one last thing before we get out of here. Yes. Very important. Minnesota Wild news. We've signed Eric Hallett to a two-year deal. Woo-hoo! Yeah. I don't know. It's... I, honestly, the, the like... Deal, the, deal, yeah. the deal is fine. He didn't play great last year. 
he wanted 1.2 million. The Wild wanted to give him 775. He's going to get like 955 and 1.2 next year. They did the two-year deal. It's not a ton of money. If he can be more like he was the year before, it's worth it. If it's not, it's not a ton of money. You can probably move him if you have to. Yeah, it leaves some options at least so they're not like hamstrung by it. I I'm scared about this year. Uh, this year I'm I don't know. It's everyone else in the central got a lot more talented. I don't think talent is the issue on this team. It's a fi- it's about how to figuring out how to score goals and whether or not Devin Dubnik regressed to the mean in four day in four games or it was just everything caught up to him and and we'll see um I don't know. But Eric Hallis signed. I think the team is the way it is. Maybe we maybe we sign a guy but the the salary cap is 7 71 point something million right now. The Wild are at 69 something. It's not like we have a lot of room. Not a lot of room. Plus you want to make sure that you have room if something comes up, you have to sign someone or bring somebody up in the middle of the season. I've talked about this ad nauseum. The Nick Backstrom contract is just fucking screwing this team. And that's Chuck Fletcher's fault. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah. I didn't realize how Miko Miko's contract was structured. The last year of his deal is like $9.5 million because of the way they structured it because of his agent had structured the deal so that if he lost money during that strike season – that he would recoup that on the back end of his contract. So anyone that thinks Miko Koivu is going anywhere, he's not. That contract is absolutely untradeable. So <sighs> we're basically screwed. So this great window of Parisi and, and Suter at their prime, I don't know that. I, I honestly believe that we've had a chance to win a cup. Now I don't know that that is ever going to be the case. Well, we'll see. I think my I think my dream of watching Zach Parisi with the Stanley Cup over his head in Madison Square Garden, which is a dream I literally had mm-hmm. the day before the playoffs started. I don't know that that's going to happen. But we can still dream, right? Yep. Welcome to being a Minnesota fan, my love. Hockey season's like 68 days away. Mm. And we are five weeks from NFL Red Zone Sunday starting. <sighs> it doesn't even seem like real to me yet i think because like what's well, august 2nd i know it's time for that shit to start i know but it's it's always weird because like especially when you plan a vacation at like in august of the summer because the whole summer then is spent in anticipation of it and so like it, it doesn't really feel like we've had summer i mean it certainly has been hot and whatever but like it's not the same, I guess, as when you're a kid and you have, you know, like you're done with school in May, and J- May or June and then you have, you know, your three months off and whatever and you have your actual summer vacation. And so, I don't know, like it just feels like the summer is just gone and now it's vacation time and then it's fall. But, I mean, I also keep forgetting that we live in Oklahoma and so it won't be fall until November, so. I don't know. I'm just ready to go. My birthday's coming up. <sighs> I can't wait We're going for on vacation. Football season starts and then hockey season starts. It's all good in the hood. That puppy is so depressed right now. I know. he. We forced him to go lay outside of the office. I mean, outside of the jog pod studio. <laughs> he is just laying on the ground like a depressed little boy. Uh, he's very sad that we aren't with him right now. All right, Jones. We're going to wrap it up. Okay. Love you. That, that was an abrupt end to the... <laughs> was that weird? <laughs> Did I cut you off? <laughs> do you want to try that again? Let's do a take two on that. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it for this week. Uh, this is just another White Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. I'm Nikki Jones. Come back. We'll have another uh, show. We might have one show midweek. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe have a special guest midweek to talk about uh, more talk about Rod- Rowdy Roddy Piper and what's going on in the wrestling business. So I know you guys can't wait for that. Don't Ooh. fucking say anything. Hey. <laughs> This podcast can't just about be about me and all the things I want to yell and scream about. Actually, I'll yell and scream about wrestling probably more than I'll yell. And sc- <laughs> you want to talk about someone who thinks that things that aren't important are important. Oh. I don't. I spent 15 minutes yelling at you people about that, but I'm going to go watch wrestling. So what can I say? Indeed. I'm a contradiction in terms. You're a walking contradiction? I'm a... I'm a dick, all right? Anyway, (laughs) that's it for this week. Thanks for joining the Jog Pod. Hey, please do me a favor. Please like this. uh, Share it with everyone. 
I appreciate it. Appreciate all the support. Love you guys. This is just another White Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the platform. It's just me against the world.